Okay, hello, 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 and welcome to an episode of the Entrepreneur Playground. I have been looking forward to recording this episode for a long, long time. I have two wonderful coaches that I have had the pleasure of meeting uh, personally over the last uh, couple of months, uh, just at the beginning of this year, actually, and it's really uh, been an amazing journey to learn from them, and, and that just made me so excited to invite them, and what a privilege it is to get them both uh, at the same place at the same time for, <laughs> for an hour to, to spend with me, so... Uh, thank you, ladies, so much for being here. I'm joined by uh, by Carolyn Freyer Jones and Amber. I'm not going to say your last name because I know I'm going to just say it wrong. So I apologize already. <laughs> would you like for me to tell you how to say it? <laughs> sure, that would have been good for me to ask that before we started recording. But it's a lot gonna... easier to say than it looks. It's pronounced Chris. Oh my gosh, Chris. Okay, so Carolyn Freyer Jones and Amber Chris. That is so much easier than it looks. <laughs> I didn't know that. So I've known you now for a couple months. I didn't know how to say that. Yeah. I, all right. Well, thank you. Sorry about that. But, uh, but that's how we're going to get us started. And so um, the way that we've been doing introductions on this show is usually most shows have a very formal introduction or, you know, somewhat I'll read off something or something along those lines. But what we found was so powerful and so much fun was that each of you would introduce the other person. So, uh, so Amber, I would love for you to, to get us started and, and introduce Carolyn to the audience, please. Absolutely. It's such a rare thing to get to introduce master coach extraordinaire herself, Carolyn Freyer-Jones. I mean that. Um, you know, I met Carolyn I, th I think Carolyn used to work for admissions at the University of Santa Monica, and I was a student of that program. And I think you were my admissions person. I think you were the very first person that I talked to, and I had no idea who you were. And then, you know, years later, you would become so instrumental in my own transformation. I love how life works like that. Um, so Carolyn is from New York. So you'll hear some of that New York talk and speak in her. Um, Carolyn is how I, so Carolyn, I'll just give you like, she's a wife, she's a mother, she's an incredible coach. She's, I think she's an amazing stand for humans and humanity in general. Um, the, the, the stories that stand out to me about Carolyn are, um, she, to me, she has taught me so much about um, I would say honoring friendship. You know, uh, I really got to know Carolyn when I participated in a group with her that she and her then business partner, Michelle Bauman, were leading together. And um, their friendship was this really unique, special relationship. I think anyone who saw that from the outside looking in would be like, I want that. And then on top of that, they were business partners. And I think just, I think that's extraordinary to have business partners who actually love each other and they put that first. And so, you know, Carolyn, so Carolyn when I first met Carolyn, I was like, $30,000 in credit card debt, not making money in my coaching practice. And so I did this group with her and Michelle and, you know, fast forward during the six months, uh, I ended up making money. I paid off my debt and I became a thriving coach. Um, and I would say Carolyn continues to, so, so Michelle, I'll, I'll, I'm sure Carolyn would probably speak about this, but Michelle was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, it had, she had diagnosed, was diagnosed it, it went into remission and then it came back. And 
Michelle passed away from it in 2015, December of 2015. And to me, the, the way Car Carolyn, the way Carolyn showed up for that was really um, an inspiration. It was remarkable. Michelle was never in that hospital room alone by herself. Carolyn coordinated people to be there with her all the time. Like Carolyn's commitment to serving, Carolyn's commitment to loving, Carolyn's character of just rising to meet this demanding time. She was moving, they were renovating her house all while Michelle was dying. And so to me, I feel like that story really encompasses so much of who Carolyn is in the world, her generosity, her strength of heart, her commitment to serving. I mean, I could talk about all the business things all day long because she is incredibly gifted at supporting coaches and growing their practices and supporting entrepreneurs and supporting teams and business. I mean, on and on and on and on. She's been coaching for over 15 years. I mean, the woman knows what she's doing. And I think when you really when you hear a story like I just shared, you get the heart of a human. And so you can know you're in really good hands with Carolyn. That's how I want to introduce her. Okay, I'm done here. Thank you so much. That was amazing. I don't know what else to do, Martin. That was, I'm it. I'm done. All right. So, wow, I get to introduce Amber Chris, who, um, I mean, Amber, what I, one of the things I most appreciate about Amber, so first of all, you heard how, I mean, I was introduced to Amber. My, my earliest memory of Amber is not when she was enrolling in the University of Santa Monica's graduate program. It was when I was a student, I was, I was auditing a year. I came back to audit a year at the, at the graduate school and Amber was on the assisting team. So um, graduates of the program can come back and assist in the classroom. That was back when USM was meeting live. And it was an extraordinary thing to be a graduate assisting in a class because you got to hear all the, all the principles and practices of spiritual psychology again, but you also were assisting people in the room. And Amber was one of those people. And before class would go out on a break, they would make announcements, right? They'd be like, okay, do we have any announcements from the back? And Amber did one of the announcements and she did it like in a rap song and I was blown away I was like who is that woman she's so talented oh my gosh you know and I'm a fan of you know my background high school pre-high school was all like theater and musical theater so I was like who is that person and I was so struck by her and she was always like so loving and so friendly. And I remember saying to Michelle, there's this woman, she's amazing. She's on the assisting team. I don't know if you know her, her name is Amber Chris. And Michelle was like, don't go near her. She's mine. I'm gonna enroll her. I've had my eyes on her forever. And I was like, okay, I think she's amazing. I'm not going near her. And you know, we had, that was just sort of, we were kidding, but, but that was the truth, right? Like that was the spark of Amber Chris, right? And the, the way that um, she stands out to people. So obviously just in case you don't know this yet, Amber does have a theater background. In fact, she was on Broadway. That was really the path that she was on very diligently. And that's not an easy path, as we all know, if you want to think about a path that's like requires immense um, strength of heart to deal with all the stuff 
talk about rejection and being being judged on your physicality alone and maybe not even your talent that much all of that so amber had walked through all of that and so when i got to know amber better it was really through michelle because michelle ended up enrolling amber into working with her and then amber joined our group and amber was and still is like she was so hungry right she was like i'm doing this and i'm gonna learn it and i'm gonna get it right and i'm gonna like make it happen and she what was amazing to watch her in that group that first group was that amber i mean her her sensitivity her ability to understand nuance in like conversations and how to connect with people and in that fierceness she really is someone who knows how to slow down and listen and i love that about amber she's willing to listen she's willing to reconsider thoughts that she hadn't considered before when she's working with someone. I have watched her. So Amber is the lead faculty in the CFJ Coaching Success School. She's the primary faculty, which basically means all the others, they're just guests. They show up one day. Amber's there the entire time. It was not hard for me to be like, well, who's the person if I was going to say to someone, hey, would you want to do this? It was a very short list. Amber, that was it. That was my list. Um, because I had watched Amber go from being a, a very good coach in general to being an extraordinary coach and an extraordinary person who knows how to enroll people into her vision, whether that be coaching, whether that be with animals, that whether that be with her love of dogs, whether whatever it is, Amber knows how to enroll people with warmth, with generosity, with um with strength, I mean, she's willing to say to people things they might not be wanting to hear, but she'll she'll do it in a way that it can be heard. So I love Amber's willingness to do that no matter what. I also love Amber's like high level of professionalism that she has in her work. If Amber's gonna do something, I know it's gonna get done. And I know that even if it's not something related to me, if I just in her own thriving practice, that's entirely separate from the CFJ Coaching Success School, which is very strong. If she's doing something, it's going to happen. And that's why people wanna be around her. So, I mean, to me, I get the privilege of being with Amber quite a bit and it's a joy. I get the privilege of watching her coach and teach people and really just be 100% all in, in her life, in her marriage, in everything she's up to. So that's Amber Chris. Thank you, Carolyn. See, how can I, how can I ever go back right. to regular introductions after that? I mean, none, like that was just amazing stuff that you guys both shared about each other. And I, I just love that, you know, you don't get the chance to really hear a lot of that stuff. And if, you know, I was just reading off a of paper, all your accolades, of course, those are going to be really important and they are very impressive, both of you. Uh, but I just love the the energy that that brings, and uh, I, I just think that that was such a, a wonderful way to get us get us rolling here. So thank you so much for participating and for the wonderful things that you said to each other. It was that was exactly what I wanted to happen. Good, we're very coachable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. So what this show is really about is the idea that business can be a, a game. Because what I was hearing a lot was that this is business and it's not a game and it has to be serious and you have to take life more seriously and 
all of these type of ideas and and just starting to see people kind of going through the motions of of life and not really enjoying what they were doing not really having fun with life and that's where i kind of came up with this idea to to start this interview series and i thought it would be so much better to have friends come on together and do the show uh, together because I think that that just adds a whole different dynamic to it so that's where the idea of this show came from and I know obviously you both have uh, very successful coaching businesses at the moment and a coaching school and there's so much going on so I would just love to hear from you guys what your thoughts are on on how you incorporate fun into business or, or why you think it's important to include play in your in your life not just in business but also in life as well you want to go first sorry you want to go first sure i'm happy to go first you know it's a funny question martin because to me it's not like oh do i actively include it it's like a it's like a it's like water. Like, I'm like, I, I don't know how to do it any other way. Like it would, I, I don't like to do things that aren't fun. I mean, to me, it's like, there's, you know, we have so many things that sometimes show up in life that are um, challenging, right? You know, just life stuff, you know, um, even in Michelle's illness, it was like, we had a lot of laughs. Like we, we laughed a lot about what that was like. Um, and that was important both for her and for me and for the people around her. So um, I don't, I don't like to me, business uh, is just another place to have fun. It's not like it needs to be injected into it. It's more like that's just another arena. Um, I don't really, I mean, honestly, I'm thinking here, I'm like, you know, when I was working at the University of Santa Monica, so I worked there for 12 years after I graduated. And I started out as the head of marketing and then I became the head of admissions and then I became the head of admissions and marketing. But my, and I did a lot there, like besides growing so much, it's like, you know, we enroll 250 people into the program once a year for a two-year graduate program. And that was amazing. But some of the things that I loved the most about my time there was like, I initiated the yearly annual holiday decorating contest of all our offices. Like that is a major, like that's a big win. We had this, there were these other organizations that were related to the University of Santa Monica and we went to an event for, for something and there were these performances and I was like, why aren't we performing? What's what's up with that? And then every year, USM staff, we put on these ridiculous shows and we would do it every year with these inter, like these other organizations. And even though there wasn't an award, as far as I was concerned, we were the best and we won. So, so, but like, that's also part of business, right? I mean, that's why, you know, part of the reason I wanted Amber on the CFJ coaching success school team was because it's like, she's fun, but I knew that like, if we had a number we were gonna hit, like Amber could do both. She could be like, I'm gonna have fun and I'm gonna have, we're gonna have a big number and we're gonna make it happen. So I don't know how to do it any other way. Like if, it's, if we're not gonna laugh some, I kinda don't wanna be there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, Carolyn. Uh, I think that there's this weird idea, right? Of like, what a, professional is or what business is, right? There's this like, you know, when I was first standing forward in my own business, a professional looked like 
I mean, I, I, anyway, I'm like shoulder pad suit, right? Pants suit with the shoulder pad, glasses, hair in a bun, briefcase, big heels, right? That's, that's what it looked like. And that isn't, it's not that I can't be that, but that's not who I am naturally. And so to me, it, there was a learning curve around like, yes, I, you know, I do have my own business. Yes, I do need to take a part of it seriously. I need to learn the skills of how to grow it and, and developing a professional self that knows how to set policies and speak about policies and set businesses or set boundaries and um, do my banking. And, you know, all, you know, those kinds of things are really important without, I would say, with without like going to that complete pendulum swing of like, now my personality is gone and I am a business robot, right? And so it's that, why be an entrepreneur if it's not about bringing more of you into this area of your life, bringing more you, that you this thing that you're passionate about, this thing that, um, you know, whatever the mission is, the more you, you are, the more fun you'll have. And likely the more success you'll have as well. Um, the thing that I love about coaching is it can, it feels like, um, you know, so I'm, I'm many of the people that I, that I worked with and knew in the Broadway community, that world, some of them are still performing and still doing it and after it, which is fantastic. And some of them aren't right. That's the nature of, I think any, especially artistic profession, right. There's a, there could be an evolution of growth and, um, when I decided to transition away from acting and move into coaching, I will tell you, I, I don't miss it because the create, like I get to be as creative as I will. I can do things over here that I really couldn't do over there, right? Over there, I couldn't, I couldn't just create an audition out of thin air over here. I can create a client. I can have so much fun in the process of that. The only thing that gets in my way are my own fears and concerns, right? Whereas I could send a book, I could, um, I, I don't know, send like uh, this. I remember this one time I was talking to a gentleman and his his story was that like, I'm not enough, I'm not enough, I'm not enough, I'm not enough. And we were talking about continuing to work together. And I sent him this beautiful, like handcrafted journal and it was called his good enough journal. And it would be where he started to, um, collect evidence of the times in his life each day where he did something that was good enough, where he started to see what he already had. And then it blossomed into this beautiful relationship, um, coaching, professional relationship. So anyway, that's, that is my answer on, you got to bring the fun or what's the point, right? Yeah. It's, and it's hard enough to be an entrepreneur. I like the idea of making a distinction between the words serious and sincere, Right. To me, like I'm I'm sincere in my business, as is Amber, and I'm sincere in my dedication to the people I serve, to my clients, to the coaches in the school. But I'm not serious. Right. Like sincere is important. Serious. It's like, you know, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think there's really any situation. I mean, there are. I mean, there are situations where being funny would really not land well, but not that many for me. I mean, very few, like, um, and I, so, and even more so now, you know, now that I've had more experiences with death and dying, it's like, I love people who can be in that arena and have a sense of humor about it, right? Because there's a lot in there that can be really hard and not fun, but there are, there, it can all be funny. 
It can all be funny. Um, so I, that's the distinction I like to work with. I'm really sincere, but I'm, I, 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 it's rare that I'm serious. I would say humor is one of Carolyn's gifts for sure. We laugh a lot in the school. We do. We do. One of the things that was interesting based on what Amber, you said on the clothing front, I just was listening to a clip last night of Trevor Noah and he was in an interview about like, Oh, you ready to go back? You go ready to go back to the studio. And he said, you know, first of all, I never go back. I go forward. He's like, but people are like, are you going to go back to your suits and your shoes? And he said, you know, I, I don't know. He goes, because I think what's happened is we've, we, the world has been like some of the, um, some of the, like the glow has been stripped away. He's like, and there was this whole idea that when I'm in this space, I need to look like this. I need to dress like this. And he said, and I don't know that I want to go back. He goes, I want to take, you know, cause he, he wears hoodies every day. Right. And he's like, I want to be in the spaces I want to be in my hoodie because historically a hoodie or other clothing would be like, oh, that's not, they're not, they're not acceptable. They're not okay. Cause look how they show up to a meeting. And he's like, I kind I kind of, he goes, I'm kind of done with that narrative. I'm done with that idea that, that my professionalism doesn't show up when I wear this. And I loved that. I thought that was really amazing. Yeah. I appreciate you guys sharing that. And I, I think it's that was such a good point and i i was going to point to that word professional because uh carolyn mentioned that as when she was describing you in the introduction so i'm i'm so glad that you you acknowledged that and addressed it as well where it's it's not really just the look because that's what it it used to be i would say that you know there that used to be the the way to to go like you had to wear a suit and tie and you know, or, you know, the shoulder pads and the skirt and the heels, or <laughs> wherever you were going. And I, I think that that's, it, it is changing now. There is, you know, it, it doesn't always have to be that way. You can still be professional. And, you know, even right now I'm wearing this t-shirt because I love the the message on it. And I thought that it was valuable to to just show up in a, in this t-shirt because it, it just had a, it's such a good message. For those listening, it says encourage somebody. It was from a, another coach that I, uh, that I love. He, uh, he designed these shirts for his, uh, his company and I just love the message. Mm. But uh, what I found so interesting, Amber, when you were sharing, I would have guessed that there was so much more creativity in being on Broadway, like, because you had to bring the creativity or bring that energy or that type of thing. But like you were just saying it, you, you there was still limits there because I feel like that is, known as a you know creative you know artist like world pretty much or, or you know environment so I'm it's so interesting to hear that that it, it doesn't really have to be that way no no but think about all the limits she had on her right like she had to had to be what the director wanted what the choreographer wanted she didn't just get to perform any which way she had to perform their way mm -hmm. Exactly. Now I get to play my way all the time. <laughs> right. That to me is what's great about being an entrepreneur, right? It's like entrepreneurs get to really 
Um, I, Steve Chandler, who's a, a well-known coach and master coach and teacher who you know, Martin, and who many coaches know, but I like this line that he uses. He's like that, you know, when things come up and somebody's like, but I, what, what's the, you know, what, which way should I do it? And he's like, you know, I like this sentence seems to work for me. Right. So entrepreneurs really get to go, well, what works for me? Right. And Trevor, Trevor Noah clearly gets to say, Hey, this works for me. Yeah. That's a great line. I really like that a lot. And Combining that with what Amber said earlier too, the, the being more you and bringing more you into your business. I mean, that's, that's really the idea behind it. I, I love that because there's just so much more freedom in that than, than what you were describing. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's great. I love where this conversation's going. And, and I want to ask you both when it comes to, Obviously, you're both coaches. So when it comes to these coaching conversations, how do you how do you bring this type of fun or this sincerity that you were talking about into the conversations when, you know, maybe maybe it is because I think a lot of people say, oh, like, you know, th this is life coaching or this is, you know, this is this type of coaching. Like it needs to be serious. Like this is like I'm going through this hard time. Like, how, how do you manage that? Um, I'll answer it. I know Amber will have a great answer as well. So for me, it's like, look, I, I mean, I'm going to be sensitive to where someone's at, right? Because one of, you know, as Nancy Klein says, um, people pay us for the quality of our listening. That's what coaches in many ways are ultimately paid for. So if someone's in pain, I'm not, I'm not going to necessarily, at least for a while, try to knock them out of their pain, right? Because pain is real and pain is, I don't, I don't want to diminish that in a certain way. Certainly not when I'm first connecting with someone, right? If someone reaches out to me because they're in pain, I'm going to, I'm going to meet them there and I'm going to really be compassionate and be a place for just that, right? Compassionate listening. Um, and then it sort of depends on how well I know them or, or how well I get to know them. If they become a client, then I have a lot more permission to say, can I offer something to you? If someone is in pain and they're in victim mode, that's really different than someone who's in pain, who's not in victim mode, right? There's a distinction there. Mm -hmm. So I'm always looking for that and listening for that, right? Because um, there there is, it's like at the University of Santa Monica, the president, Ron Holnick, would say to the students and to everyone, like, look, pain is part of the human experience. Suffering is optional, right? So it's like pain is part of the human experience. And I, and I would never, I don't, you know, I, that's, that's real. And I want to be a place where people can come and share that and be heard and not, not have, not, I don't want to be someone who's trying to help them get out of pain. It's like, that's not, that if they they have to want that and they have to be ready mm -hmm. yeah uh, i agree with everything carolyn just said and i i'd also add in um you know to me every conversation is play period right because it's like i'm going in to the conversation i don't have anything predetermined I haven't been like, okay, the first 15 minutes, I'm going to ask them these questions and then I'm going to bring up this story at this point. And then it, it's not scripted, 
right? So it is this real, it's a co-creation and it's an exploration. And it, it, each conversation is like its own playground. Like where is the person and, and where will we go based on where they are? And there's not a requirement. And it's like, like um, Carolyn used to, there was this saying, she, um, she's a, an avid CrossFitter, like that. She's been doing that for a long time in her life. And there was this saying in the, the CrossFit gym where she would go to, it doesn't have to be fun to be fun. And I remember the first time she said that, I was like, what the F is that? Like, what does that even mean? Um, but, you know, but, but I, the longer I sat with it, the more I got it. And see, to, to me, it can even be fun for me to be with someone in their pain. I'm not saying I wish them to be in pain by any stretch of the imagination, but to, to be with someone in the fullness of their human experience, I mean, that's such a privilege, really. Mm -hmm. So why can't that be a version of fun? That's right. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Right. It's really the idea, you know, I know the name of your show, Martin, is the entrepreneurial playground. But really what Amber is speaking to is like the entire life experience is a playground, right? If we're all just collecting experiences, that's really what we're talking about. Now, that could sound really harsh to someone, right? Like, oh, but what about... Um, you know, there's extreme poverty, there's um, inequity and all of that. So I don't want to diminish that. Right. And it's like, there is, it's like, that is where we can, if we choose, if we're called to, right. Like I can be someone who's like, I'm going to go and serve in those worlds. Right. I'm going to serve in communities and even in those communities benefit from more play and more joy as they're being served. That doesn't take away people need money for food. That's, you know, that's, those are, but that doesn't mean that that's, there still can't be joy in the bringing of that. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And what I'm, what I'm hearing in that, I think that there's sometimes a disconnect where you want to bring someone up to where you are as opposed to meeting them where, where they are. So I, when you were bringing up the, the playground, I was picturing somebody up like at the, the top of the slide and, and being like, come on, get up here. Like the, it, the view's much better up here. Like, I don't want to be down on the ground where you are, like get, get up top with me. Um, and so I think that that's so interesting where it's such a different perspective to be like, Oh, okay. I get it. You're, you're there and I'm going to, I'll come down there and, and be with you there as opposed to like trying to drag you to the top of the slide. Yes. Right. Cause nobody wants to be dragged to the top of the slide. Really? Who does? First of all, you get really hurt. It burns, right? If you're dragged to the top of the slide, slides get really like hot in the summer, particularly on the East coast. And it's like, you could burn them. Like who wants to, and who wants to get dragged up a slide? <laughs> well, and to, to me, the nature of being human means we forget, right? We're gonna we're gonna lose sight of the the beautiful life that we have, or the gifts that we have, or the wins that we've had, or the progress that we've made, right? We we're gonna do that. And so, why, how cool is it that someone can slide down the slide and be like, "I'll be with you here. It's okay." We can sit here as long as you want. And I'm going to continue to like, I will see all of those things for you while you're forgetting. And then I'll help you remember. And then we'll go up the slide together. We'll go up to the top together. You know, I, I mean, don't, I think the reason that other humans exist is because we need each other, period. 
So let's allow more space for that. My soapbox. I fluffed that. That's great. And I, I know, I'm sorry that we, we got back into this playground metaphor. Uh, this is, for people no, listening, they're like, they're like, get over this metaphor already, but it, it <laughs> makes so much sense. <laughs> it does. It definitely does. And so we, we've spoken now about the, the business side of things. We spoke about the, um, t- towards the client. I'm curious now, because I know that you both work with a lot of coaches, what you might say to someone who is either starting out or they're starting to get discouraged because they're, they're not finding the fun. You know, they're like, you know, I, I paid for my coaching program and, and I'm not having fun. I'm not getting the clients. I'm not doing anything. And, you know, that type of person, what might you say to, to that coach? If I, I was that right coach. Now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely was that coach. I mean, I would, so I, the, I sort of, I had never taken a business class in my life. I knew nothing about growing a business really. And, and for me, how I first, my first entry point into the profession of coaching was I held a workshop. I led a workshop in my garage. I had gone through the, the two-year program at the university of Santa Monica. Uh, I had focused a large portion of that on my relationship with my body, right? Is it possible to love the body that I've been given? Because for me being in the entertainment industry, I just was constantly like, this thing needs to change. If this thing were different, then I'd be, right? That was the loop of the story. And so I I wanted to see if I could create a different story. And I did, right? So through inner and outer work, without changing anything on the outside, how I related to my body shifted. And I was like, I want to tell, like, I want to help other people experience this, like this kind of partnership with their physical form. And so I held a workshop and it it was amazing. And I loved it. And I was like, yes, I want more of that. And then for like three years, Martin, I'm not like three years. I just struggled. I just like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of throwing spaghetti at the wall and throwing spaghetti at the wall and then taking the action and then having someone else who's further along be like, oh, this is why that happened. How about you try this next time versus me throwing the spaghetti at the wall without knowing anything and then trying to be like, oh, it's the reason that no one showed up for that is because the date was bad. No, how about I just didn't know the skill set required to bring someone to that workshop, to enroll someone into that event. And so, I, and, and I will tell you, I mean, I just feel like God bless ev- everyone today in our social media world, but especially coaches. I mean, I would look on social media and be like, I'm doing the same thing that this person is and they're killing it. And I'm just drowning over here. I mean, I had $44,000 in credit card debt at one point. Like I'm not, I, I'm, I'm t- I know what I'm talking about and I would get so mad. And I mean, I, there were, there were number, a number of conversations that I had with friends that, I mean, I would cry and I would be like, I think, I think I just got to get a full-time job. Maybe it's time to let this go. Um, that wasn't happening all the time, but it, it, it was, it was painful at the start for me. And that's because I wanted it now. I felt like I deserved it now. I had worked so hard and I was doing everything right, right? I took this online program and I was doing exactly what they said I should be doing and it still wasn't working. What's wrong with me? I'm flawed, right? 
that that was really like what I kept looping in and looping in. And um, I kept coming back to I, I had a part time job at this point. I hadn't given it up yet, and 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 I'm glad that I didn't because I did I still I at least I had some kind of money coming in, um, but for, for me I kept coming back to this is in my heart and this is important to me and I do I do see like my mission my vision was bigger than all of the insecurities doubts fears upset frustration whatever, and you know for me ultimately what. How I will only speak to my experience. What helped me was I stopped like being like, it's got to happen like this. Like if you can, I'm, I'm making like a gripping sort of almost like a strangling gesture right now. If you're watching, it was like, I will be the Tony Robbins of body image and I will have an eight week online program that I run once a year and I will make millions of dollars and it will be like that. And I kept like, I was like, life was showing me no like life was giving me clear feedback. Maybe that's not your path, Amber. And, and I just didn't want to see it. And so I fought it and I fought it. It was finally when I was like, I surrender, right? I surrender and I'm willing to do something different. You know, that's when it's like Michelle came along, right? The helpers, right? Michelle came along and the Prosperous Coach book came along and I read it and, and, come, and Michelle started to give me some feedback and support around, try this. And then that started, that was working. Right. Like people were saying yes to talking with me. And then I was like, what do I do with them? Once they say, what do I do in the conversation? What, what happens? Right. And so and then to have someone be like, so here's what you do, right. To calm my nerves. And, and I just stayed with it. So having, having, having someone who's further along, who has more success, who has, who's built something that I respected, who I deeply trusted, right? All of those things were Michelle. And then I just was like, okay, I will do whatever you say. And then that's when it started to turn for me. Um, I, I loved hearing that, Amber. It's fun to hear you share about all that again. And, and, and really, Amber, Amber's not exaggerating. That's exactly what she felt like. It was really, it was not an easy you know, when, when all that was happening, this is, she's not sugarcoating anything. It really was a very difficult experience at the time. Um, it's funny, Martin, that you asked this question. I was just looking at something the other day and, and I'm going to use it uh, in the, in the next round of the school. And I may send it to people before then, but um, there's this article. Uh, I forget, like it's some guy, I, I feel like his name is David Connor or David Cross. And he wrote this story it was an article that got eight kabillion hits because it was so it was so well done. And it's a little foul language in it, but I still think it's fantastic. And it's called The Karate Kid Ruined Everything. Oh, yeah. The Karate Kid Ruined Everything. And I was looking at it. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so relevant. I'm going to pull this out. There's ways we can use this. But I, what I love about the article is he talks about how, you know, we've all seen it, right? Rocky, The Karate Kid. Yeah. It makes It makes it look like, you know, Boom, 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 montage. I work hard, I work hard, I work hard, boom, and it happens. And he's like, that's just BS, right? Like, he's like, the, the kid who would really win the karate tournament is the one who missed all the parties, who did not play video games with his friends, whose parents made him stay home. And he was the one in lessons two hours a day for years and years and years and years. And he, he has this phrase in the article, which I love. It's called effort shock mm. that many coaches have when they come into the business. It's called 
isn't it the best? I'm like, I'm going to, I'm stealing it. Obviously I'm giving him credit, but effort shock, right? Because it can appear like it would not require a lot of effort to actually create a thriving coaching practice. And it does. Now the effort itself, it's not like I'm lifting 8 million pound weights. <laughs> what Amber had to do, like each individual baby step wasn't quote unquote hard, but it required effort. And effort shock is something that I see with new coaches that come into the business, right? So they're a year in and they're like, it's not happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. Why hasn't it happened yet? And there's this like, come to, um, you know, if you, you, depending on your religious background, maybe there's a come to Jesus moment. Maybe there's a come to Buddha moment. I don't know. Like there's a come to somebody moment <laughs> where like, you're like, wow, am I going to do the work that it takes to create this? And I think that's at a big moment for many, and it's true for entrepreneurs too. I think there are many businesses that look given whatever they've seen on social media, karate kid, you're like, oh, but it's not right. And it's like the effort shock comes in and it's like, okay, now what am I going to do? Am I willing to put my head down and for a year, not look up and be like, I'm going to do what this person, whatever it's my mentor, my coach, you know, I'm going to do what they tell me to do. And I'm not going to keep looking up and asking, is it working? Is it working? So, you know, I love the idea of like the karate kid ruined everything. <laughs> I'm excited to read that article and I'll I'll definitely share it in the in the show notes as well because that okay. just sounds like it's it's great. <laughs> and I do love the karate kid and those freaking montages are the <laughs> like the best, but <laughs> right? Because we all are like, oh my God, I could totally do that. That's amazing. Well, I, you know, we do live in, in an instant gratification culture, right? Like now it's like I order something and if it takes 10 days, I'm like, what the heck? this is obnoxious. I usually get it in two max, right? But it used to be normal was 10 days, mm -hmm. right? But it's like, as technology has taken over, it's faster and faster and faster and faster. And I think that that does create a story inside of like, I should be getting results faster. And it's like, no, you're learning a new skill. Yeah. And it, and so for coaches, right, that just gets in and look, I get it. I have a lot of compassion for those bumpy places where it's like, it's not, and we, I was just talking to a coach yesterday. She just finished her third year of the school. She is now in her very wise, intelligent way is going to be going off and doing something privately with Amber because eventually every coach wants to work with their own coach. Ideally they do. And, but she literally was like a crying mess the first year because nothing was working. And she wasn't just crying. She was angry. She was an angry, sad coach, not a good combo. Like I can deal with sad coaches and I can deal with angry coaches, angry and sad. It's a tough combo. Talk about being at the bottom of the slide. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, she was like, a, and so, but then the second year happened, right? She came back and she just kept tweaking and she put her head down and she listened to what we said. And she worked with the inner, like the, the, the kind of the outrage she had outrage that like it had not happened in the timeline she had wanted and she really had to work with all that because I was like it's 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 not fun to meet you with that with that look like you're not someone I'm like oh I want to connect with you you look angry and sad and people don't people no one is in the world going hey I want a coach but I want a special coach one who's angry and sad that's who I want to give my money to so again, she worked it though. She showed up, she listened to Amber, she listened to me. 
third year, entirely different person, like night and day. Her, wow. She has clients coming in regularly. She knows how to invite. She's filled groups. It is, it's a totally different person. And the people who were with her, like you'd have to have been there to really get how bad it was for her. Like people who were in the school are like, oh my God, this is like a different human being. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm just picturing like during the introductions, you being like, yes, yeah, so like she's just angry and sad. <laughs> she's... <laughs> That's yeah. uh that's amazing though. Love to hear that, that transformation. I think that's amazing. And I think that that's what, what coaching can bring to the, to the table. If, if you're willing to, to put in the work and the, the effort, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even that, I mean, look, I don't, I love when a coach has things happen quickly, like that can be so fun, but there's downsides, right? Like, you know, the coaches who like have, like they come out of the gate and things happen, but then they hit the bumps and they're like, what, wait, what, that's not how, how is this possible? I mean, it's like no one gets to escape bumps in their business and, and, and learning curves and, and plateaus, you know, all of that stuff can get really uncomfortable. And as an entrepreneur, um, it's like, I think one of the, the things about, you know, I love the entrepreneurial playground, but the truth about being an entrepreneur is you do need to be someone who is self-directed. I don't know entrepreneurs who do well if they don't have some self-direction, right? Otherwise, that can get that can get really challenging. And then it doesn't feel like a playground. You know, then it feels like, I don't know, like some inferno of like nothing's happening, but why isn't it happening? And, you know, some people, it's not like I go, everybody's made to be an entrepreneur. Anybody can be an entrepreneur. I don't think that's accurate. Yeah, that's a really good point too. That, and it, it's, I think that I was seeing a lot of that when I wanted to make this show, because it, it seemed that people people got caught in that inferno that you were just describing, and and I think that there's a way to recognize that even though you might be in this inferno, you, you, the only thing you could really see is flames, like the playground's still like around, like you, you're still there. You, you can still go back to it. It's not that it, you have to stay in this inferno. And and those were the type of people that I was trying to reach through the show. Mm. So, so thank you for, for addressing that. I do appreciate it. Um, so we are getting, uh, we we're getting close to the, the end of our hour here together. And so I, I didn't tell you guys about this part, but uh, I, I need to I need to throw it out there to you guys. And I'm sure Amber will, will recognize this maybe from her, her Broadway days. But uh, but so I used to perform improv um, back when I was at, living in Baltimore, living in Thailand. And so um, I thought that it would be such a cool way to, to cap off the show by playing a game and by bringing a game into the into the podcast <laughs> and so if you guys are open for it i would love to invite you to play a game with me um, right here while we're recording <laughs> do i get to know what the game is before i yes. say yes of okay. course so there's three options so i, I want to make sure that you guys have some options so i'll give you the three options and then you guys have to pick one and then i'll explain the game so you, you're still kind of going in a little a little blind but they're all they're all good times so option one is called abc's Two is called questions only, and three is called one word at a time. So I'll let you guys decide which one you, you think. Pick Amber. Oh no! 
ABCs, questions only, one word at a time. Yes. So the, the names kind of give off a, a little bit of a clue about what we're going to be doing, but. One word at a time. Oh, okay, good. I was hoping you were going <laughs> to, I was hoping for that game. Wow. So one word at a time. What we're going to do is we're going to, to answer popular questions or questions that you guys have heard often in your lives, in your coaching world, in your professional world, wherever you want to talk about, we're going to come up with a question. And then the three of us are going to answer that question one word at a time. So we are going to work together to complete an answer. All each right. saying one, one word at a time. So that's what we're going to do. So I'll, um, one of you just has to give us a question that gets brought up. Uh, Carolyn, maybe you hear it a lot in your coaching school, or maybe you just hear it a lot in um, your coaching one-on-one -on -one clients, whatever. We just need a question that comes up often, and we're going to be the, the experts that are going to answer it wow. <laughs> together. Okay. A question that comes up a lot. Um, all right. Uh, and this is in, in many businesses. How can I make more money? Oh, perfect. That's a great question. How can I make more money? So now we're going to answer this question together, putting our sentence together one word at a time. So um, how can I make more money? So I'll start and then um, Carolyn, you, you'll see the second word, Amber, you, you'll see the third word. And then we just keep going around until we complete our answer to the question. Oh, how can I make more money? You. Can. Slow. Yourself. Down. And. Then. Connect with more people while keeping I'm okay. I'm now I'm like, where are we going here? Um, <laughs> oh, that was a word. Okay, keeping your. head quiet <laughs> so that's, that's, and sentence. that's the sentence so how can i make more money i, I don't even remember how it, it said you you can slow down connect with more people and keep your head quiet that's right i think that was pretty 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 great answer. great answer that was that was very good all right amber we need another question so a question that oh. you hear often in the coaching world we're going to do another round how do I find more people? Mm, very good. How do I find more people? Carolyn, I'm going to let you start us off on this one. How do I find more people? Look around the neighborhood gym bar library Dance class. <laughs> Grocery store. Oh, that was too rude. Oh. <laughs> Work. Facebook. Instagram. <laughs> Email. 
Pretty much. Anywhere? Everywhere. <laughs> end, end sentence. That was a good one. That was. That was a nice, we, we had the, we got the theme. We got the theme on that one. That was yeah. great. All right. One, will you, are you guys up for one more? Yeah, sure. sure. All right. One of you, I, I needed one more question for it. Oh, okay. Me. So you don't ask them? Oh, I can, I can ask one. Yeah, you ask I, one. Okay. So the, I've done this one a few times and it's been pretty interesting where it could go. It's what, what is the meaning of life? So Amber, you're, you gotta, you gotta get going on this one. You're, you're going to be the starter. All right. What is the meaning of life? Well, <laughs> love your self and love others unconditionally i think that's it i think that was perfect <laughs> I, you know martin where i thought you were going when you said amber i'm gonna like these you know the, i thought oh is he gonna use that thing you know that you remember that guy that used to ask those questions of like famous um actors and directors where it'd be like uh you know you get to the pearly gates and what is said to you there was this guy who asked the same like eight questions at the end of an interview and i was like who is martin gonna do that um because i'd always been like i can't wait when i get to be asked those questions so this was close so thank you so wow. much i felt like we almost did it we almost did in a much different way but i i had to throw throw the curveball at you guys just to uh just to have a little bit of fun, add that little spice to it. Uh, so I, I just want to ask you both, just invite you if there's anything, any last words you guys would like to share. I'll give you guys a second to, you know, to promote yourselves and, and share what you're up to. But is there anything that you would like to to end off this conversation with? Any anything you'd like to say? I mean, I would just say if someone's listening to this, they're already hip to the idea that that fun is possible in work. And, and I would say, keep, keep doing that. Keep letting that aliveness, that joy, that inspiration lead. Keep bringing more of you to every area of your life. That's what I got. And what I would add to Amber's fabulous statement is anyone who's listening, who's newer to the entrepreneurial game, right? Or they're dabbling or they're putting their toes in. I would say like, don't hesitate, right? Like, like don't get caught up in this idea of like, oh, there are so many other, whatever the word you want to fill in, coaches, whatever the entrepreneurial person is, uh, you know, I don't know, 8 million things, fitness, you know, instructors, whatever it is that do, do not get, see, because you are a market of one. We are each markets of one. Nobody can do what you can do. So don't get, don't get put off by however many other people are in the profession that you're thinking about or the business that you're starting because nobody can do your business the way you can. And even if you only are an entrepreneur, let's say you do it for two years and you decide I'm done, the learnings that you will get, the ways in which you will grow are really um, extraordinary. That what, what comes with being an entrepreneur, there are so many gifts with it and so many learnings. It's like, I would say to anyone thinking about it, go for it. I love that. Both, both answers. That's why I got to just throw, throw that out there too, just to see if you guys are going to toss some knowledge on, on the listeners. <laughs> and, and now of course I would love to, to give you guys an opportunity to share um, anything that you'd like about what you're up to, what you're excited about, what you're looking forward to, what you're working on. 
floor is yeah. yours. Well, we have a new class of the CFJ Coaching Success School starting in January of 2022. And I think there's already 20 plus students enrolled from all over the world. Uh, you know, the pandemic, I think, threw everyone a curve. And so we shifted more into a virtual approach. And the good news is in 2022, we're doing a combo of in-person and virtual. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about that, Miss CFJ? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Just yesterday, we had a coach from Hong Kong register and a coach from Costa Rica. Um, I'm in. Yeah, it was a good international day yesterday. A fabulous international day. We're going to do a whole thing with flags. I can feel it coming, and um, <laughs> I. We're just excited because now it really does. People are still going to be coming live to Los Angeles. And the person I talked to this morning who's in Germany, he's like, well, if I do this, I'm going to come at least once from Germany, maybe twice. So people now are going to come and, you know, participate in the class via Zoom. And it's we're just excited. And um, I'm excited. It'll be an amazing year as we all come into another, like it's going to be a whole nother level of post-pandemic uh, growth and learnings for everyone. So we're thrilled. And um, this is our fourth year, fourth this year. Is, this or is the will be school, right? And um, reach out if, you, if you're a coach and you're like, hey, uh, I'm whether you're struggling or not, we take both because we take coaches who are already doing well to another level. And we'll even take angry, sad coaches and turn you into a happy <laughs> coach. That's our motto. We take angry, sad <laughs> coaches and we make them happy. Perfect. That's a great motto. <laughs> That's fantastic. I really love what you guys are up to. And, and even if you just being a part of your email chains has been like, so it, the email content that you guys provide on a weekly or monthly basis or however often you share stuff is so valuable and obviously that part is free and it, it, I just appreciate it. And I just wanted to point that out um, before we hung up here, because I think it is so impressive how much uh, value you provide uh, people that are just tuning in. And, and I just love what you guys are up to and what you're doing in the coaching world. So I just wanted to say uh, thank you both very much. You're so welcome, Martin. Thanks for having us. We, I mean, it was so fun. It was so fun to get to be with Amber in this way. So thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's so I'm good so to see glad. your face, Martin. So good to see your face. Yes, <laughs> it was great to see both of your faces and and not be, you know, in a different web environment or wherever we were. This was just wonderful. So thank you so much for your time. I know you guys both have completely full schedules. So uh, I'm so happy we were able to coordinate this. It was uh, it was fantastic. So for everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in to the Entrepreneur Playground. We'll sign off by saying the world is full of infinite possibilities. So go start exploring. Thank you so much.